0: Let's pray. These are words of John Stott. Heavenly Father, we bow in your presence. May your word be our rule, your Holy Spirit, our teacher, and your greater glory, our supreme concern. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The last two Sundays uh, in our series on the prophet Hosea, we've uh, seen Hosea teaching that God loves the unlovely. Hosea's marriage to Goma and, his, and her unfaithfulness to him mirrored Israel's unfaithfulness to God. But then there was a restoration of that relationship. That is wonderful, good news. But in today's passage, Hosea 8 in page, on page 1046 that Beryl read for us. We're going to be looking at that today, so do turn to it. In, that, in today's passage, there's no sweetening the pill. The message is this. I said we put something up on a blackboard, and the message is this. Actions have consequences. In particular, of course, he's talking about bad actions have bad consequences. It's a lesson that we all need to learn. That's why it's on a blackboard, I suppose. And I think it's a lesson we all need to be reminded of. Uh, Indeed, today's chapter of Hosea, in uh, verse 7, uses a phrase that uh, is an expression that's passed into common use. And the expression is this. So to the wind, let's have the next picture. Sow to the wind and reap the whirlwind. In the wake of World War II, that expression was often used uh, when talking about Germany and Japan because they'd sown to the wind and they'd reaped the whirlwind. But look through my computer's search engine the other day, uh, revealed loads of other things that that this expression has been applied to over time. And also, uh, the, in, this of course comes from the Old Testament, which is written in Hebrew, but that was when that translated into Greek, they used the word catastrophe, the Greek word catastrophe, which is the same word in English actually except for one letter, um, uh, to describe the whirlwind. It was going to be bad news. In our contemporary world, I suppose, it's more common To hear people say things like, uh, what goes around, comes around. And that phrase is used in different ways sometimes, but it's sometimes used to mean exactly this. Sow to the wind and reap the whirlwind. Now last Sunday, I said that if uh, parts of Hosea were movies, there would be ominous music playing to give a background message that there was trouble ahead. Now Becky and I, as you know, we normally go to uh, watch a movie on cheap night at Tower Park uh, and uh, this week was no exception. On Tuesday our movie was this one. And uh, it's a movie which is uh, time very well spent. It's quite hard watching actually, uh, but uh, this was our movie, and it's, it's gripping, and it's good to watch. The thing about it, and what drew my mind to what I said about Hosea last week, was that it was exactly what I talked about. Uh, through the mid- middle hour, I suppose, uh, the music is building, and you kind of know that there's something not great about to happen. And uh, I won't give any more plot spoilers apart from that. We all know the basic plot of World War One. It's on the Bull Memorial over there, and uh, there's a lot to think about. Anyway, back to Hosea. Let's think about words and deeds. In verse one, Hosea makes it clear that there is trouble ahead uh, by referring to birds of prey circling over the temple. The NIV uh, that we have as our church Bible it talks about an eagle. Uh, Some other versions talk about vulture. And, of course, we know that birds of prey circle when something's about to die uh, down below. Verse 2 has the Israelites saying, We acknowledge you, God. Saying, we know you, God. And I guess that's a bit like the Pharisees saying... uh, well, the, the kids this morning are going to be thinking about uh, Jesus meeting the Pharisees and sometimes they say things like they're, they're God's children, they can trust uh, in that and they trust their birth and their brooding and so on. They say one thing, but their actions suggest something different from their words. Verse 3 tells us that Israel has rejected what is good. In other words, God is saying that uh, your actions speak louder than your words. And verse 4 continues, with people placing reliance on themselves and on other people without asking God, without just taking that trouble to ask God what he makes of it all. And uh, that's what God was seeing actually happen, never mind what was being said. This goes on. Uh, verse 4 continues. You, you can see that there's on the left-hand side there's a couple of leaders. Uh, Jeroboam, who was king in Israel, the northern kingdom, and Hezekiah, who was king in Judah, uh, the southern kingdom. He's on his knees, of course, because the prophet Isaiah, about the same time as Hosea in the northeast, Isaiah's been preaching in the south, and Hezekiah's paid a bit of attention to this, and he realizes that there's trouble ahead and uh, he prays. And uh, that's one of the reasons why we what thought about there's a delay in what happens uh, for, as far as the southern kingdom is concerned. Trouble ahead. That's up on the, on the left. That's ancient leaders. But I wonder sometimes, is the world so very different today? Are we any different from this? On the, the top right and the top left... I've got a couple of leaders there, two examples of leaders who today who might just lead you to wonder whether the voice of the people might have drowned out the voice of God when they were, in, were selected. But enough of that speculation. The text points to another example, and uh, it goes on and talks about this. Verse 4, 5, and 6 talk about uh, false gods. On the left, on the top left there, you've got uh, the, the, the golden calf. Golden calves got made on various occasions. The, the first one was just when, it, when, even when Moses went up the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. But, and that was destroyed. But there were others that were made to follow it. And uh, the passage, the chapter that we've read, refers three times to this golden calf. The bottom left has got a picture of the uh, the prophets of Baal uh, confronting Elijah on Mount Carmel, and events showed that they too were barking up the wrong tree. Nowadays, we don't have many literal golden calves around the place, and we don't have many contests to see whose God can start a fire. But we do have plenty of false gods. And the right-hand side has got just a couple of examples. First one is food. Paul wrote to the Philippians that some people uh, regard their god as their stomach. That's the phrase that Paul used. The second picture shows another false god, football. Uh, There's nothing wrong with food, of course, or football indeed, and indeed these supporters have got the wisdom that they support Arsenal. Um, Great, great wisdom, uh, says he, with trepidation among Bournemouth and Southampton fans, but uh, there you go. They're very wise like that, but they're getting something wrong, because what they're singing is almost like our worship in church. So food or football or anything else, they're good things in themselves, but we can make false gods out of them. So, so Hosea's message about false gods is just as relevant today as it was when he wrote it. And uh, going back to where we started, verses 7, 8, 9, they're all about this, actions, have consequences. This is where their behaviour is going to lead. Our next picture shows something which I used to look at quite often. A a picture showed this is a short short shortwave radio uh, from the 1970s when they were quite big and chunky things and you had a big carrying handle on the top and all that sort of thing. And this was the model that the Price family had uh, when I was a teenager in Venezuela in the 70s. At the time, of course, it seemed an impressive piece, piece of kit, but today it's completely obsolete, many times over. Uh, and nowadays, you wouldn't bother tuning in like that. You'd, you'd get a digital signal probably, uh, by you know, probably do it by, uh, through a website. Uh, there are lots of other, other things in it as well. But the, I wanted a picture of a radio because it's a good illustration of the importance of tuning in and listening to God's wavelength. I can still remember the, the uh, in my mind, mind's ear the, uh, the clunky noise that made when switched between bands and stuff like that and some of the sounds when tuning in but that, that's the kind of image we, want, we need to have in mind. Verse 12, God says that the people are not tuned in. They're not listening. They're not on God's wavelength. And uh, a phrase, verse 12, they regarded... I wrote uh, many things for them in my law, but they regarded them as something alien. They weren't tuned in to what God was saying. The result in verse 13 is that uh, their actions didn't please God. Verse 14 continues, they forgot their maker. The chapter ends, therefore, by reminding us uh, that actions need to consequences and it reminds us again and it goes on in chapters 9 and 10. That's how this chapter ends. But I don't want to end quite there. I want to look, at, look a chapter ahead of all that. Chapter 11, so we'll end with this. Chapter 11 reminds us that God loves us, so sin and consequences are not the end. The book of Hosea points beyond itself to God restoring our relationship with him. That second reading today that uh, John read for us uh, had John the Baptist describing Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of God of the world. It's in Jesus that we find the answer to the problem of sin. That is such good news. So with that in mind, let's pray. Lord we thank you that you love us even when we follow the wrong path. Thank you that you call us back. Thank you that you give us your grace. We don't deserve it but you give it to us anyway. But we're sorry for the times when we've wandered off your path or not tuned in and not listened and so on. Times when we've been drawn to false gods. We pray please that you will teach us the lessons we need to learn And, and so, t- prompt us, really, to turn to your words, turn to your spirit, who gives power to live your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can I ask you please to stand? And for those of us who are and want to be tuned in to God's...